And also first Peter chapter three. Hebrews 11. And I want to read verse 11. Through faith also Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. First Peter chapter three, verse five and six. For after this manner in the old time, the holy women also who trusted in God adorned themselves being in subjection to their own husbands. And, and you heard amen up here from the front, right? This, this next verse here, verse six, I, I think this may be my wife's favorite verse in the Bible. Verse six here. Even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters ye are, as long as you do well and are not afraid with any amazement. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, thank you for ladies and for mothers. Thank you for the sacrifice they've made for their children. Thank you for ladies that trust you, that have a confidence and a reliance upon you despite whatever trials may come to them. I pray, Almighty God, you speak to us all clearly this evening in Jesus' name, amen. Ladies who trusted God, that's what we're thinking about. Peter, of course, tells us about what life was like in the old time with the custom and the manner of the holy women. And notice the description, women that were holy, had a relationship with the king. And, and he shows us that by trusting God, that ladies are able to distinguish themselves from other people. And I think that that really is what God is looking for in every generation. And each one of you ladies have a wonderful opportunity to set yourself apart from ungodly women by believing in the Lord, by trusting in him. Now, you'll notice in Hebrews 11, verse 11, it talks about what was accomplished in Sarah by faith. She received strength. Now She was past age in the sense that normally you would not have expected her to conceive. Let's not forget that Abraham, the scripture says of him in Romans, that his body essentially was dead, unable to produce the life or the seed necessary. But because of faith, he did not stagger at the promise of God. And through faith, God produced something miraculous in this conception. And faith was the means by which it happened. Well, let's not forget then that it says that she judged him faithful who had promised. Now, ladies, what, what is it that you believe about God? And how strong is your faith in God in the midst of your circumstances? Sarah trusted God even when she had not received what she desired. But when God made the promise to her, she believed. And if God has made a promise to you, you should hold on to that promise. And if the Lord has spoken a word directly to your heart, you should not be discouraged by the things that you see. If in fact, there's a promise that comes from God. 
Believe that the promise will be fulfilled because God will not allow his word to fall to the ground. By faith, Sarah received strength. Now here was a lady that loved God and loved her husband enough that she spent a century or so living in tents when she once lived in a city. I don't know what kind of dwelling place she had in Ur of the Chaldees, but I'm certain whatever she had, it was in one location. But imagine being the kind of wife that has had to have one address after another. And you've had to pull up tent pegs continually and then establish tent pegs in this place. And then after you get the furniture and everything out and you stay here for a little bit of time, then you have to move to the next place and then do the whole process all over again. There are plenty of ladies that have done that. They've had husbands that have had military orders. They've had husbands that have taken jobs in different places. They've had husbands that have moved from place to place. And yet, like Sarah, they didn't complain. And that's the kind of nature God wants a mother, a wife, a lady to have who adorned themselves with such a meek and holy and beautiful spirit. By faith, Sarah walked with God and walked with her husband. Now, if, if she received strength, that means that in her body, there was something not capable of producing the child that was needed. So divine aid was needed. And this is where we need to understand that in and of ourselves, we can't do much of anything. But if you get God involved, then miracles can take place. And we see again in the first two words of verse 11, just like through the other parts of the chapter, it is by faith that God intervenes and begins to do things for you and do things for me. Well, if she had this blessing that came to her in the natural when she was past age, I wonder through the centuries how many times this has occurred Again and again, you, you do know from time to time you'll read stories about a lady who's late 50s, mid 60s that has a child. Occasionally you read a story like that. And, and I don't know, but but maybe maybe in here there might be a handful of ladies past 70 or in their 60s saying, God, I'm ready to do it all over again. Yeah. Yeah. See, <laughs> But 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 Sarah, she was the kind of lady that was trusting and believing God because she wanted the first one. I remember Tiffany and I were down at Hilton's board meeting one time and there was a lady who came and said she wanted prayer and they put her in the chair. She had to be every bit of 58, 59 or 60 and she wanted prayer to have another baby. She already had several kids. But she wanted to have one more. Well, what's interesting to me is that she had the desire and that she honestly believed God would help her. What does it say here about Sarah at the end of verse 11? She judged him faithful. Now, what's your what's your appraisal of God? What do you think about God? Do you feel like God has been faithful to you? There are a lot of people who backslid and walked away from God because they say, I don't think God's been good to me at all. 
They look at their life. They look at the distractions and the troubles and the obstacles they face. And they say, well, I don't understand why God hasn't gone out of his way to look after me. And then they backslide because they're offended. But you have to determine in your life that no matter what is occurring, he's faithful. He is. God doesn't change because your emotions are up and down. And God's nature doesn't change just because you make the decision that you're angry with God. Just like a mom and a dad makes a decision together regarding their children, the children can throw a tantrum and be angry and upset. It does not change the decision that a mom and a dad has made. And that's how it is with God. God is faithful because he's going to look after his children. He's going to care for those that are in covenant with him. And this is the example we learn from Sarah. She judged him faithful. She didn't have to depend on anybody else's experience. And I hope you don't either. I hope your belief, your faith, your trust in God is based on your own personal relationship with him, your interaction with him. And if you found him to be faithful, you'll tell other people it's important. Well, if Sarah could do this in the natural, imagine the number of ladies there have been in this world who have received strength to not only conceive a vision or ministry that God has placed within them, but also brought it to birth. Do you realize in the 19th century that there were a whole lot of ladies that went overseas and started hospitals and orphanages and in and of their strength, they didn't think they could do it. There've been a whole lot of ladies that have started Sunday schools and gone from here to there witnessing and telling people about Jesus Christ. But yet, God is the one that calls them to be able to receive the grace and the strength to do it. Now I'm thinking about Mabel Dean, who was a, a missionary in Egypt for many, many years. She was a former banker. She wasn't even a preacher. She wasn't a pastor. She rolled the little train in Chicago, I believe it was, back and forth, a little trolley car going back and forth to go to her job. But she said one evening she went to sleep and in a dream she was standing by what looked like an ocean shore. And she said it looked like Jesus came walking to her from the waters to the shore where she was, picked up a rock and threw it all the way to the other side. She said she saw a big splash and Jesus said to her, that rock represents you, and I want you to go to the other side of the earth and tell people about me. Well, she didn't know anybody on the other side of the earth, and she certainly didn't know how to go. But a missionary came to her little church, and this missionary was talking about children that didn't have parents that lived in southern Egypt. And so she felt in her heart she needed to go. She resigned her job at the bank, sold what goods she had, moved all the way to Egypt, spent the rest of her life there, never came back, never married, never had any children of her own, but had more than 100 children that she looked after. How could a woman like that receive strength to bring to pass the vision that she had? Well, she had God, see? She had God. And for all of us, we, we need to know that God is strong in a woman just like he's strong in a man. And don't ever forget that. Now, also in Hebrews 11, 
you'll find that in verse 31, it says, By faith, the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she received the spies with peace. Now, we understand what a harlot is. This is a person who sells themselves for money. And we have no idea. God only knows how many men this lady had been with. God only knows how many illicit affairs and adulterous situations this woman was in. But I also want you to know that with the kind of lifestyle she was in, you know there was an emptiness in her heart. She could never find any peace to, to, to know that you're just treated like a piece of meat. One gentleman after another comes to wherever she was staying and then departs and leaves her alone. I bet she spent many a night weeping and crying and wondering if there ever would be somebody that would love her for who she was rather than loving her body. And all over this earth, you have this, what they call the oldest profession on planet earth, still in practice in major cities. We often speak of the red light district. It's called red light because that's a section of town where people should know to stop and not enter into that particular area. Because in that area are people involved with sins, iniquity, wickedness, transgression. And that's where Rahab lived. And that's how she lived. Until some spies came along who told her of the judgment that was coming on the city. And of course, then her whole life changed in hearing about Jehovah. The hearts of many people melted when they thought about this king. Now this tells you the power of redemption. I'm sure there were ladies in town that knew Rahab was spending time with their husbands. And I'm sure there were ladies and men and, and other people in town that looked down on her and did not esteem her and value her at all. But yet here she privately had this situation with the spies. And in that private interaction came to faith in God. And the people in town likely never even knew it. So even though they treated her bad, she was now redeemed. How do you know she was redeemed? Because Joshua said, look, when we head back over there, I want you to make sure you hang outside of your window a scarlet rope. And so when we come and we're fighting against the people, that scarlet rope is going to be assigned to all of the Israeli warriors not to go in and attack anybody in that house. And the fact that she hung that out there, that tells you what she believed. That's the scarlet thread of redemption. That was her witness. A woman that had been a harlot. A woman that had been a prostitute. A woman who had been a whore. And God forgave her. So can we forgive people? See, whatever your sins, whatever your background, maybe in your past you had an abortion. Maybe in your past you thought about having an abortion. Maybe in your past you traveled with another lady who had an abortion. God still forgives. 
Maybe you've had a life that was broken where you have yourself been in a bad way where you were passed from one guy to another, had been with one guy after another. He still forgives. Whatever our sins are, there is a a redemption process that is powerful enough to change our lives. And when he changes us, we hang out that scarlet thread of redemption. What are we saying to people with that rope? We're saying, I'm saved, I'm redeemed, I'm in covenant with God, and judgment is going to pass me now. That's what we should do. So ladies, always remember that there's nothing you have done or will do that the blood cannot handle. But you do need to be in covenant with God and have a relationship with him. And for any young man, we need to know that the same blood that redeems Rahab redeems other people too. Matthew chapter one, we've got Ruth and Rahab right there. And here we've got in this story, a lady who had been with multitudes of people. That's why I like Hebrews chapter 11. The lifestyles are so different, but the God they believe in is the same. So what are you trusting God for? How difficult are the circumstances of your life right now? Believe that he forgives. And when you're forgiven, embrace the forgiveness. It's the devil that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Satan is crafty. I mean, he knows how to bring on the the uh, guilt, the condemnation, he'll heap the shame on you so that you don't want to be around people because you feel bad about what has happened in your life and the difficulties you've had to face. But, but this is what I want you to see with, with Rahab. This woman was delivered, and when everything else around her was destroyed, she could roll her shoulders back over her hips, and she could march out of that destroyed city with all the Israelite warriors and know she's been redeemed by God. What is she doing? Forgetting those things that are behind her. Reaching forth to those things which are before. In the past, she was Rahab the harlot. In the future... She's the redeemed of the Lord for somebody whose past may have been involved with substance abuse or alcohol or something like that. That's in the past. Now, Rahab has been redeemed and you and I are like Rahab who've been redeemed. And I thank God that we don't have to live our lives according to the past because the past is kind of like the tentacles of an octopus grabs hold to you and wants to hold you back. But you keep walking with the king and God does it all for you. Well, finally here, it says she received the spies with peace. Now, isn't that what God gives to us when we come to trust in him? We have peace with God. Romans 5, verse 1. Rather than being hostile towards these witnesses of the king, rather than any kind of anger or betrayal. There's peace in her heart, peace in her house because of what these gentlemen were coming to do and what they told her. And that's the only way you're ever really going to find peace in your life, folks, and that's with God. Never going to find it anywhere else. There are a lot of people who stick needles in their arms every day. There are a lot of people who stare at life, go through life staring at the bottom of an empty bottle. 
There are a whole lot of people spending their time going from one man, one woman to the next, trying to find some way to ease all of this dissatisfaction they have in their life. Some people can't stay rooted in one place. They have to be mobile and go from here to there because they're afraid to set down roots because they're never content. But I want you to know there is a peace that comes with knowing God. And that peace that comes from knowing him, it allows us to put our heads on the pillow every night and be able to say, Father, I praise you because you're worthy. And I've judged you faithful. You may not have liked every aspect of your life, your adult years. And you, you may have prayed for and may still be praying for some changes in your life, your career, your family, or whatever. But what I want you to know is whether you receive the changes or not, you still have to judge him faithful. And you've got to walk with God. Because one thing we do know is looking at Hebrews 11, by faith, God did a whole lot of things for people. It doesn't come by unbelief. God's not impressed by doubt and worry and fret and anxiety. You have to look at your circumstances and say, I believe God is going to help me. And if your children aren't saved, believe God anyway. If your spouse isn't saved, believe God anyway. If you've got issues in your family that seem too big, too strong for you, just like Sarah, believe that God can impart strength to you. You'll give birth to the life of God. But whatever you do, don't wave the white flag, throw in the towel, and then just say, I don't think God can do it. God can do a lot of things. He can do it quickly. He can do it slowly. He can do it any way that he wants to do it. You just need to know he's faithful, and we have to trust him no matter what. There have been plenty of times in my life where I've thought, God, if, if, if you could ever just really get in sync with my calendar, I think things would work out a whole lot better. I thought that plenty of times. I've got a calendar, God. If you can just work according to it, all would be well. But, but it doesn't work that way. God wants us to understand that we have to get in sync with his calendar. And to be honest with you, he doesn't even always tell you what's on the calendar because he doesn't want you to know the time frames of what's going to happen in your life. He's leading you and me from faith to faith and from glory to glory. And the moment God answers one prayer and you no longer believe in God for that, you're on to the next faith project. And the moment he answers that, you're moving to the next enterprise. And the moment he answers that, you're on to the next one. There will never be a time in your Christian life where you're not praying and believing for someone or something. Now you say, Pastor, well, all my family is saved, all my extended family members are saved, and everything is good. I've got all the material blessing that I need. I don't have anything to pray for. You still have to pray for your neighbors. You still have to pray for your friends' family members. And you still got to pray for me. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, keep, keeping Tiffany and I lifted up in prayer, that ought to occupy a whole lot of people's time. You, you got to know what it's like to live with that gal. Yeah. Yeah, that requires, that requires some prayer. So, so believing is something we all will do. Yeah, I, I, think, I think you folks have made me a better pastor 
just just from having to study the word and, and make sure I have fresh bread each week to minister to people. The Bible says that iron sharpens iron. That means some people are hard. Yeah, some people rough around the edge and, and tough and things like that. So praise God for faith. You don't know if you have faith until you're confronted with a trial. Then when that trial comes, we find out what you believe. And by faith, Sarah received strength. She was past age when she thought the season of her body to produce a child has passed. God did a wonder for her because he made a promise to a man by the name of Abraham. And I like that. With a promise, God does wonderful things. Amen? Amen. Come on, let's stand. So on this Mother's Day, this Ladies' Day, we want to remind you to take Sarah as your example. To be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And to not be discouraged by anything the devil throws at you. You know, last week while I was gone, Tiffany had quite a quite an interesting week. It just seemed like there was one obstacle after another that occurred, I think, when they were doing some painting in the house. Uh, uh, part of the wall or something had been broken, and that had to be repaired. We'll blame the Brueggemans for that, or, or, the, or the Lewises or somebody. And, and then she told me that I think the morning she had to come get me, she went out in the garage, and there was a bunch of moths that were out there. So she she swatted at a, a moth, and then the, the, the window in the garage broke and just fell out. And, and then she had all this stuff she was running around to do. But, but I told her in the end, I said, look, I said, notice how quickly the sheetrock was patched up and taken care of. And I said, look how fast so-and-so came over and fixed the, the window. I said, what you should do and we should do is praise God that everything's cared for. See? Yeah. Yeah, in our, our early years of marriage, I can remember we didn't always have uh, all the finances that we wanted for certain things that would happen. And so then by the time we'd use our finances to take care of this bill, that bill, that bill, that bill, and so on and so forth, there wasn't always a lot left over. But I told her one time, I said, rather than us sitting here being sad about, about all of these bills that have to be paid, let's praise God we've got money to pay the bills. See? Because God can always supply the abundance and the excess. But thank God we've never, ever, ever, ever had to be behind in anything. And the Lord has, has, has blessed us. And, and I'm sure he'll do the same for you. It's just a matter of trusting God. Thank God for you ladies that, that, that really, really keep pushing guys along, you know, motivating them and, Standing in faith, even when men aren't always in faith, because God certainly does honor you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for mothers. We thank you for children that honor their mothers. And Lord, how lovely it is for a lady to be able to be used by you to be a witness in this world. So, Father, I, I do ask you to continue to lead and guide all of us. And I pray that the young ones in this church, as they grow in grace and in knowledge, 
that they would never do anything that would bring shame to mom or dad, but that they would love you and walk with you. Give them a submitted spirit. Give them a peaceful heart. And lead our ladies every day, Father, these things we do pray for in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen, amen.